Blog Talk Radio. Keep their integrity and finding solutions to help 
demarcate the fine line between decent and deadbeat, taking those that are accountable and responsible out of the system's rut and being labeled jail for not having resources to pay their child obligation, helping to find solutions to a growing economy, but problems, jobs, to help decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors. Again, call at this number of 347-884-8684, and that number again is 347-884-8684. And don't forget to hit option two and listen in. And we are back for more on Child Support News, the Deadbeat Punishment Act. And let's get right into it. But let's first do a little bit of update, okay? You know, I think that would be very important. Let's first look at what was the intent for the Bradley Amendment. And you can go on Wikipedia and find this out if you want to because this is where I get my information from. And so here it is. The amendment was intended to correct a perceived imbalance between the power of the obligee, usually the mother, and the obligor, usually the father, during subsequent child support disputes. It had been alleged that significant number of men were running up large child support debts and then finding a sympathetic judge, often in another state, to release it or, re- or erase them, okay? And then we go on further to find out what is the Deadbeat Parent Punishment Act all about. Now, these are your updates, all right? And it says here, Deadbeat Parent is a pejorative term referring to parents of either gender who evades court-ordered child support obligations. Primarily used in the United States and Canada, the gender-specific deadbeat dad and deadbeat mom are commonly used to refer to men and women who have fathered or mothered a child and intentionally failed to pay child support ordered by a family law court or statutory agencies such as the Child Support Agency. And so with that to say, that's giving you some updates. Anything else that you want to know about this, you have to go and listen to the previous episodes. And since we are now ready for the meat and potatoes of this issue, let's do this and do it right, all right? I'm going to call in for my brother, Alpha Hales to help us with the rest of the information you need to hear in order to uh, be abreast on what you got to do to have the information for you, okay? Brother Alpha, are you on the line at this time? Brother Alpha? All right, let's check this out and see what's happening. All right, let's look again. Brother Alpha, hello? Are you on the line? Yes, I am here, Sister Wendy, and I thank you once again for inviting me to your show. (laughs) I thank you very much for being on the show, too, Brother Alpha. And as you heard, I was uh, reading off the information that is on Wikipedia about the intent and also what they're trying to do to 
make people or parents feel uh, so obligated in paying child support and giving the updates, of course. But I want to ask a question to you, okay? Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm ready. All right. Okay, now this is the meat and potatoes because we're talking about this Deadbeat Parent Punishment Act and what are they doing, what kind of goal they have with this piece of legislation law. So the question I'm going to ask you is, is there any fairness via the Deadbeat Parent Punishment Act in regards to labeling decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors as deadbeats by default? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And the reason being is because you have uh, these decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors. They're in a situation that they did not ask to be put in. Mm-hmm. And just because they can't pay their child support, there's no such thing as uh, labeling someone by default simply because you cannot uh, adhere to your obligation, because if that was uh-huh. true for say, then it would also be considered a debt beat for someone that's behind on student loans, car payments, foreclosure. Oh, now. Uh, you, you, you see that's what right. I'm saying? So uh-huh. if, those, if those persons are not being uh, labeled as debt beats by default, mind you, then neither <laughs> should these child support obligors either. And because the system really does not care to try to identify who really is who, their main concern is is we're going to pull out all the stops and we're going to chase this money uh, and see where it leads us, and we're going to grab every obligor that's out there that's labeled as being in contempt. Yeah. But, again, that that does not fix the problem. So, okay. no, by, by default, no, that's that's – not the way, no. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, let's, let's have, let me ask this question. With All right. The way, let's, let's look at it. With the way that the economy is currently, is there another tool that can be better utilized to work more effectively with these obligors than this, than this uh Deadbeat Parent Punishment Act, I, you know, it, you know that name, Deadbeat Punishment Act, just, just, just does something to me. Sometimes I lose focus listening to that. That is an ugly word to give anybody. But, Absolutely. You know, is there is there a better tool that? Yes, there, there's many uh, uh, tools that have been identified, and Family First International who's been doing this since 1999, we have many of tools, and we are still promoting uh, these tools. See, uh, uh, once again, to fix the problem on a temporary basis is only going to allow the same problem to reoccur. It's going to resurface again at some point in time down the road. We have identified many of issues that can be rectified right now, but we have to have the uh, programs acknowledged by way of uh, state invitation, I guess you can say. And the the thing is, is that because the the programs and services that we are prepared to render, it clearly shows who, uh, who in their prospective states 
by way of legislators and what have you, uh, support enforcement. Which one of those guys really would like to rectify the problem in its entirety? I mean, just, you know, make it go away. Not keep putting Band-Aids on everything, but actually heal the open wound. And because of what we're promoting, a lot of states are reluctant towards sitting down at the table with us to see what we actually have because it, is, it has been test-driven and proven to go ahead and work effectively and efficiently with these decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligors. But when you have people uh, with money in high places, some people don't want to see something of this magnitude. They don't want to see it fixed. They don't want it to go away because of, you know, personal measures and what have you. But this is not the time nor the place to continue to keep a boot on these people's neck. This is not the time nor the place. Um, I, from what I've been gathering uh, over the past couple weeks, it's, it, it's actually getting uglier before it's getting better. So once again, we do what we do best. We reach out to uh, the legislators, the states, and what have you, make introduction. We would like to sit down at the table with uh, everyone in their camp that they would like to invite into the meeting because we have to work together on this to honestly make it in the well-being of these children. There's too many flaws that's uh, been in place and still in place to this very day. And Brother Alpha. With these flaws, Brother you can't Alpha. continue to go ahead and say this is for the well-being of the children. Brother Alpha, are you there? I'm here. Oh, thank you very much for holding the show down. I don't know what happened, but usually we have, you know, small technical difficulties that go on. And I am back. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. What a day. <laughs> what I, I know day, what you mean. That's all right. We're I, going right on. So, we're going to hold each uh, other up. <laughs> that's right. So continue to say what you're going to say because I'm going in on this third question. Continue okay. what you were telling them. No, no. Well, basically, once again, you know, Family First International, we we want to come to the table, sit down with the appropriate parties. We mm -hmm. want our programs and services to be recognized, so then we can go ahead and intervene in this drama. We want to fix these issues at hand, uh, respectively, and still be able to hold the obligor in uh, an accountability state. Yes, yes. Okay, but there's a way to do that. And the, the Debbie Parents Punishment Act does not do that. There's just some people out there that they're deadbeats. That's just what, who they are. That's just what they do. But until you hear their story, the reason why they are labeled as deadbeats, because, see, we all know that there's two sides to any one story. Yes, yes. We want to hear that other story. We would like to uh, give, it, give it a shot. We want to hear that other, mm -hmm. other story. We want to know uh, why that uh, obligor is out of a line with providing for the child. Okay. Uh, well, it, it, can, I, can, yes, I, can I step in just for a second here and just ask this question? That will probably go in line in just what you are saying. Um, 
does the D, does the Debbie Parent Punishment Act play any role in the separation of parent and child? Oh, absolutely. Yes, it does in a huge way because if you're chasing someone that's in contempt of uh, their child support arrears and that person already knows that, well, hey, it's best for me to just keep running. These people, the states, they're, they're just money-hungry, and they're going to, yes. you know, dig, they're to the point right now where they know I don't have any money. They'll settle for yes. the lint that's in my pocket, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, even though, that, they can't, they, even though they can't pay my child lint. Right? But, see, this is the whole thing, Sister Wendy. Again, these decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligors never came to the table and said that they didn't want to pay their obligation. They specifically said, I can't pay. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. And the states do not want to take that factually in consideration. They just want money, money, money to the point where, well, if you can't pay, can you go and borrow some money? Now you're dragging in third, fourth, fifth parties and what have you. But, see, once again, I am the obligor. Deal with me. Don't drag other people into my situation. And if I come to the table and tell you what I can or cannot do, then you yes. need to be working with me, not bringing okay. in the next party. Well, you see, know, that, 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 that shows their true face as to why they are in business to do what they do. But I, can I share something right quick? You know, uh, last week and week prior, I met one gentleman. He's a fireman. I met one young lady. She's a police officer. Her okay. poli- uh, uh Both of their divisions were due to be laid off. Their biggest concern was uh, I pay child. They pay child support. Uh, if they were laid off, what's going to happen uh, by way of court and this, that, and the other? Yes. And I told them, I said, well, you know something, you, uh, your badge, your, your uh, job title and position and what have you still does not uh, eliminate you from this child support process. If you lose your job and you get behind in your arrears, the same thing that's happening to these decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial obligors, non, uh, parent obligors is the same crap that is expected to happen to them, even though yes. those are yes. uh, emergency personnel, police officer and a fire person. Hmm. You know okay. what? <clears throat> you, you, you know what? There is, uh, and see, and since we're talking on this subject, you know, I also wanted to throw out there too, uh, as we were uh, talking about, you know, the last job creation report, okay, and where they were talking about how many jobs that was created, which was 175,000 jobs that were created, and but then they had new claims of two. Uh, 103,000 people that were unemployed. Now, they talk about the Deadbeat Parent Act, and they say that, uh, uh, that, they, that, that these parents got to pay their dues, but uh, they can't pay no dues if there is 175,000 jobs and yet new claims of 203,000 people unemployed and do you think that we need to come up with a deadbeat um, uh, employment act? Because, oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. I think, that, you I know, think that's crazy. You get sick and tired of hearing, um, well, this many jobs were produced, 
No one's telling anyone uh, well, where exactly are these jobs being produced at and in what capacity. Uh, are they full-time, part-time, seasonal? Okay. What, what are they exactly? Uh, okay. So, I think, I think they need to come out with a bailout. They need to do a bailout for, you know, they do a bailout for everybody else. How come they can't do a bailout for, for, for the obligers? For the, That's right. That's decent That's ones, right. okay? We need That's a right. we need a bailout uh, plan for this. That's right. No, 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 no. Hear this. Now, we do not promote um, any in any form or fashion uh, a get out of jail free card. If you are someone, if you're someone and you're just trying to hustle the system, then you're on your own with that. But don't come to me and tell me that these decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors do not deserve a better opportunity because they have so much stacked against them by way of uh, trying to even seek adequate means of employment. Because if you have have these dollar amounts all on your, visibly on your credit file, you, you, you have charges on your, criminal file, you know, things mm-hmm. of that nature. But those are those kind of plugs will plug the gaps of you trying to even seek adequate means of employment because the potential employer gets firsthand knowledge of what's on those reports. And once they yeah. see them, then, you know, what next? Well, I can tell you let's, one let's, thing, let's, they're not going to get a job. Okay, well, then let's look at it from this point of view. I need to hear this. Now, this is the... This is the lead or the hammer to the head on the nail, I guess. You know I'm kind of mixed up when it comes to those little cliches. But that, That's all right. I got you. <laughs> is, the, is the Deadbeat Parent Punishment Act holding meaningful, decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors hostage in their prospective state? Boom, y'all, boom. Yes, they are, and they always have been because, the again, <laughs> you know, when they put this Debbie Parents uh, Punishment Act in play, mm-hmm. they didn't really install any real thinking to it uh, long-term processing these obligors. Right. They just they just finger-pointed, put, put something on paper, uh, got it legalized, and said, hey, anybody that fits this criteria, this is what we're going to label them. So now it's, it, it, this is truly where the – the hammer is hitting the head of the nail. Yes. Well, because thank you very now, we're, much. <laughs> now we're at a point in time where um, uh, these people, these obligors, decent disadvantaged non custodial parent obligors, they are having such a difficult time trying to find employment. Mm-hmm. So let me so let me let me let me share this with you. These okay. obligors, they know that, hey, I need to be paying this uh, obligation because child support's all over me. So if they hear that, say, for instance, the next state over, maybe, or a couple states over, may have a company coming in, and that company is looking to employ 200 people. So hmm. what that does is that responsible, decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligor that wants to handle this obligation will say, you know what, I need to consider relocating to a couple states over uh, and see if I can or, get or, my hands on a job or, or so, I can pay, so I can pay this obligation. Okay, but the and problem or, is, is, but the problem on, is, is or, 
uh, wait a minute, and or they'll be making, this system will start making criminals, which will be fueling their prison systems. Because, you know, if they can't get the jobs that they're supposed to have, what you think that's going to do? That's going to make them go and go black market? Underground? Yeah, Yeah, that's all factored in as well. But let me just Mm. clean up what I was saying, where I was going with this. As far as holding these obligors hostage, because as as is clearly stated, that uh, the law was put in place mainly for uh, the obligors that's looking to go into another state, find a sympathetic uh, magistrate to erase this large amount of debt. That's not necessarily so. I don't think so either. They're going to go where the money, where the money opportunity is, so then mm-hmm. they can handle this obligation, not avoid it and try to keep getting away further and further away from it. That's the decent disadvantage, not custodial parent obligor. Now the deadbeat don't care one way or another, and he's walking right there amongst them. So whatever happens, they're prepared for. But these oh, decent boy. disadvantage, not custodial parent obligors, they never had a brush with the law. And they know what it takes to rectify their perspective issue, but they need a helping hand. They need help and not ongoing hindrances. Right. That's right. And you know what? And that's what you are here for. So the question would be, would be exactly this. How would FFI intervene in the lives of those that are broken to lessen the concerns for the deadbeat, dis- I mean the dis- decent disadvantaged non-custodial uh, parent obligors. How would that? How would you guys intervene in that? Through our services and programs, once again, we have services and programs unlike anything that's pre- presented. Uh, and, and if it was something that was already out there, then these people would already have a lot of their issues taken care of. Uh, This this is the way we look to uh, intervene, to continue to reach out to uh, legislation, uh, support enforcement, anyone in that arena. We need the opportunity to come to the table, present our programs and services, and, you know, build that type of uh, uh, working relationship by way of allowing FFI to take the decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligor, enroll them into our services programs, mm-hmm. and we do all the monitoring and what have you, but we report all of the, uh, the progress back to support enforcement before the magistrate and what have you. Okay. So what is your contact information for uh, for people to communicate with you? Sure. They can reach out to me by way of telephone, 860-913-6516, by email, familyfirstinternational, one word, at gmail.com, they can also go on to the website, www.familyfirstint.org. All right. And that concludes for today's show on Child Support News. Brother Alpha, I certainly have thanked you so much for being on this show 
to share with the people about what is going on with decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors because we have so many people that are out here that need to know that there is somebody uh, out there to help them for sure. And, you know, and I'm just, it's just a pleasure to have you with us. And you will be back on next week, right, which is Absolutely. at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time on yes. Thursdays. He will be back, you guys. So come back, and we will finish up what we started because definitely it is a stand-up, speak-up, and speak-out moment, and everybody needs to be involved. Brother Alpha, thank you for your appearance this evening. And um, we will see you back on to the show here very soon. And thank you all out there for being on Lardy, Miss Cardi, and company to listen in again on Child Support News. And for all of you out there, come together because we need to come together to talk and to rid this epidemic that has happened to decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parents, you know, that are going through in the child support arena, come together. We need to stand up, speak up, and speak out. Until next time, we'll see you on Lordy, Miss Clardy, and Company on BTR, signing off.